Good morning. Time for the farm show here at the Shank of the Day on Wax 104.5. As Jill and Krista and myself, Bob Bosol, bring you the news in agriculture around the area, around Wisconsin, around the nation, and around the world as part of the Midwest Farm Report family. We've got markets, 13 first alert weather. We'll look at all kinds of calendar items and what's going on in the world of agriculture. Again, it's time for the Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Good morning. It's a beautiful Tuesday morning out there. A little balmy out there. It's 30 degrees right outside our back door. And it's quite a change from last week on Tuesday. You got Jill Welke here to do the chores with you and and uh, just get a little enlightened about what goes on in the area. Last night, I went to uh, Great Greenwood and helped out with the FFA contest there. And it is always good to see when you do it from year to year, these students that have grown so much in, in their confidence and in the knowledge that they're willing to share. Uh, I judged the the um, job interview and kids from Granton to uh, Abbotsford, Owen Withy, they really have their stuff put together and, and do such a good job of, of uh, talking about themselves and going off the cuff with some of the questions because uh, my goal is to always to listen to their answer and come up with the next question and Find out more about their knowledge. And yesterday morning, I had Allison Dareland, the 76th Allison Dareland, Ashley Hagenow come into the studio, and we talked about ginseng and potatoes, and that will be coming in a little bit later. I'm not sure if I can sneak it in this week or not. Maybe on Friday we can, we'll have some time for it. But um, Thursday, I'm out uh, today. I'm going to be doing a quick interview phone over the phone with Rob Mooney. He is the chairman for the Chippewa County Farm Technology Days. So we will get an update on that. And I think I'll probably have room in the show for that on Wednesday or on Thursday because our Wednesday gets a little piled full. So, you know, we provide you with as much information as we can. But once in a while, we need to. Just have a little extra music, too, and that's okay. So we're busy this morning. We are going to be talking about um, lawmakers introducing a new bill in Wisconsin that prohibits non-dairy substitute food products from using the term milk. And then we've, all, we've there's been so many discussions about plant-based drinks. And I found some information that that beverage consumption fell and fluid milk, you know, the real stuff, I say, fell as well. But the plant-based uh, beverage consumption fell like twice as much. So so it's, uh, I find that kind of interesting to know that. And the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the USDA, and the Natural Resources Conservation Service, the NRCS, is encouraging farmers, agricultural producers, and forest landowners in Wisconsin to to apply for the Conservation Stewardship Program. It's called CSP by February 9th. 2024 funding 
an additional $19.5 billion is available through the Farm Bill and the Inflation Reduction Act for CSP and popular NRCS programs. With the start of the new fiscal year, minimum annual payment for CSP or Conservation Stewardship Program participants has been increased from $1,500 to $4,000. So check into that if you think you might be uh, eligible for the Conservation Stewardship Program. And the best place to check in with that is the NRCS office, the Natural Resources Conservation Service office. And I, I would hazard to guess that you could check in with your FSA office and they can guide you to what would uh, lead you to more information on that. And if you are a farmer who planted cover crops in 2023, the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection is encouraging you to apply for crop insurance rebates of $5 per acre for your 2024 insurable cropland by January 31st. So you have until next Wednesday. Visit DadCap's website for more information. So if you planted cover crops, there's a rebate out there for you for your crop insurance. Always good stuff. And it seems like the grants, the money available is out there. You just have to look for it and do the work. Uh, It's kind of like scholarships. I always tell students filling out those scholarships, even if you work on them for a couple hours and it's a $500 scholarship, that's $250 an hour. So it's always a good thing to you know, think outside the box and see what you can can uh, get to help you along on your way, whether it's your education or whether it's your business, to always check things out and be willing to take the chance of uh, finding that money and, and helping pr- to preserve your operation. The Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's look at our temperatures around the area. We really have made a change from one week to the next here in Wisconsin. Right outside our back door, it's 30 degrees, but it feels like 24. Medford, 26. Rice Lake and Green Bay, 29. Wausau, 27. Marshfield, 28. La Crosse, 32. Madison, 30. And Milwaukee, 34. But it looks like it's pretty cloudy across the state. That's probably what helped us keep us a little warmer tonight. We're only going to climb up to 33, so not much difference than right now. And then we're in the middle 30s into next week with some various chances of some snow or rain or, you know, who knows what's going to come out of the sky when you're in January. And it's time for our first look at markets. We're going to start out with our cash livestock. Choice-fed beef steers are 169 to 180, with mixed steers at 158 to 168. Choice-fed beef heifers are 169 to 177, with those mixed heifers 136 to 168. Finished dairy cross steers and heifers are 140 to 174, with choice-fed Holstein steers 143 to 146, with this and the select and silage-fed steers 117 to 142. Cows are 75 to 118 with bulls at a dollar to a dollar ten. Butcher hogs are 70 cents and down. Sows are 26 cents and down, and boars are 10 cents and down. 
Shorn market lambs are one fifty to one eighty seven. Feeder lambs are two to two hundred eighty five dollars with ewes at eighty to one hundred fifteen. Small goats are one hundred to one hundred ninety dollars. Medium goats are one hundred fifty to two hundred seventy dollars. Large goats are two hundred twenty five to three hundred twenty dollars with nanny goats at a hundred and twenty dollars. And our futures markets. Our live cattle markets futures are trending downward for February. 173.77 down 60 cents. For April, 176.90 down 47 and a half cents. For June, 174.27 down 5 cents and August down another 5 cents to 147.72. And our feeder cattle futures, they are mixed. For January, 229.82 down 27 cents. March, 231.27 down 67 cents. April, 237.10 down 37 cents. May, 242.35 up 5 cents. And August, 258.05 up 17 cents. And our lean hog carcasses, those futures are also mixed. For February, 70.92 up 17 cents. April 77.62 down 52 cents. May 83.65 down 32 cents. And June 91.77 up 12 cents. And Chicago, Chicago Board of Trade. There's been rain in the southern United States and it's dry in Argentina and it's have all that is having an effect on our grain prices. Corn for March. 447 up a penny and a half. March oats, 372 down six cents. March soybeans, 1227 up two and a half cents. And our March soybean meal is $357 a ton up a dollar. And March wheat is up two and a half cents to $599. And our cheese markets, barrels, 146 and three quarters, no change from yesterday. 40 pound blocks, 150 up five and a half grade double a butter two fifty four and a half no change from yesterday and our class three milk futures for january fifteen twenty one up three cents february up a dime to fifteen eighty nine march sixteen thirteen up four cents april sixteen seventy two down eight cents and may down another four cents to seventeen forty three and that market is mixed through the end of the year. Time for some farm news. And last week, Wisconsin lawmakers introduced a new bill that prohibits non-dairy substitute milk, substitute food products from using the term milk on their labels. Assembly Bill 952 limits the term milk to labels that contain the milk from a cow or from other pro- milk-producing mammals like goats or sheep. If the bill is passed and signed into law, it would not take effect until at least 10 other states adopt similar laws by 2031. Federal guidelines that were set up by the Food and Drug Administration already require this type of labeling, but they have not been enforced. The Wisconsin bill has support from both sides of the aisle, with 31 representatives and seven senators supporting it. And in 2023, consumers turned away from plant-based drinks at a fast rate, causing the category to lose market share to milk. 
whole milk and lactose-free varieties of milk are gaining momentum in the marketplace and in consumers' glasses. Data now available from Serana Incorporated, which tracks grocery store spending. 2023 plant-based beverage consumption fell 6.6% to 337.7 million gallons. That's the second straight year of declines and the lowest consumption since 2019. Almond drink sales fell 10% and soy beverage sales fell 8% in 2023. Meanwhile, fluid milk, the real kind, had sales of 3.317 billion gallons. And I said billion gallons, which was down 2.7%, but that's still half the rate of decline over plant-based drinks. Fluid Milk was able to increase its lead over plant-based drinks in the market, going from 89.9% of the drink market to 90.3%. The idea that milk is losing market share because of consumers turning to plant-based drinks was way off base. And I think that's awfully good to hear that, um, not that the milk consumption is down, but that they it's not losing as much as the plant-based drinks and you know with the big hype of that i think once that wears off a little bit longer i think we're going to be seeing another change and hopefully changing back to milk milk from cows i know that there's some people that have some allergies and goat milk works for them and i appreciate them being able to try that and is sometimes think outside the box and get the job done and provide the nutrition that is truly necessary for uh, for growth and for health, I guess, out there. We'll be hearing from pres- the new president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation, Brad Olson. He's from, I believe, Polk County, up by Frederick. We had a nice chat, and he introduced and told me about his operation what he sees within the policies and what he hopes to do in the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. Leadership has changed at the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. The new president for the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation is Brad Olson. I want to find out more about Brad and his operation. All right. Thank you, Jill. Yes, as you said, Brad Olson, new president of Wisconsin Farm Bureau. I uh, live in northern Polk County. My wife, Vicki, of 35-plus years, and we have a son and a daughter, two grandsons, and uh, me and my son crop farm about 600 acres and then do some custom work for some neighbor local neighbors here. What kind of crops do you grow? Corn, alfalfa, soybeans mainly, uh, a little bit of rye. And from being in the field, you decided to go into the leadership of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. When did you start getting involved? Actually, actually, my story is a little different. Um, I have I have spent uh, 20 years in local government on the town board, been on the county board here for eight years, and, and a couple of years ago decided to make a, a run for the uh, state Farm Bureau board. Uh, actually just joined Farm Bureau as an organization in February of 22, ran for the state board in December of 22, uh, was elected and, and now was elected president in December now. So um, 
I, I will admit my time at Farm Bureau is is short and, and kind of a maybe an unheard of story, but that does that does not mean that my desire to move Farm Bureau and agriculture in Wisconsin that is my passion to to move it forward and to make people realize all of the the good things that agriculture does from growing their food to all of the great environmental work we do. Uh, we need to get that out there and, and let the, the other 98.5% of the people who don't grow the world's food understand what we do. But do you think that other start in government maybe helps you to put a different aspect to looking at the Farm Bureau and what it can do for its members? I, I think so. Sometimes in, in any organization, sometimes that an organization needs that, can I say, look from the outside. And, and I am, at least for Wisconsin Farm Bureau, I am that look from the outside. The new one who has <clears throat> worked on local agriculture issues um, and fought for agriculture on the, on the local level for a number of years here through the county board. But I think it's always good for an organization to have a, a look from the outside. And, and like I say, it's a, it's a short tenure at Farm Bureau, but no one is more dedicated or would be more dedicated to the future of, and success of Farm Bureau and our farmers around the state. And from the county board to Farm Bureau, are you seeing any of the similarities as you get started? Yeah, I would say, I would say yes. You know, for, for the most part, uh, all boards are somewhat the same. You know, kind of run the same, function the same, regardless of the organization. It isn't necessarily, you know, all brand new walking through the door, we'll say, because so, so much of, you know, anywhere from the town board, the county board, to the, to the state board, at Farm Bureau, they're, they all function for, in a way the same, different, and, and yet at the end of the day, everything kind of rolls along the same. So from that standpoint, just having been in it a number of years, you know, even in different organizations, uh, helps a lot, just understanding how things work and move. Policies are a big concern or something that the Wisconsin Farm Bureau looks at a lot. What are some of the policies at the state level that you think are important to focus on to help out our farmers and the rural community? We were down and, and testified at the assembly hearing on, on our health care bill, 860, uh, which would allow us to sell health insurance uh, through Tennessee Farm Bureau. I think that's a, that's a big deal for our agricultural community. And I think otherwise, just, just beyond that, I've asked board members at the, at the next meeting to, to come back with ideas to have three to five kind of top priorities from our from our policy book and maybe three to five secondary priorities that we that we put a little more focus on uh, not that we don't focus on the rest of the book as well but move a few things to the front and, and work on them um, if that's things that you know that we support or things that we oppose but that are very important to farmers all across the state and, and focus on them a little more than the others. And like I say, that doesn't mean we're not focusing on the rest of the policy. It's just something has to be at, at the uh, top of the list, kind of. So we'll, uh, we'll see what works out there. That will be a, a complete board decision as to where we go. And, and hopefully by sometime in February, we can have what the board's policy goals are. Well, you've already testified about the health insurance part. What do you think is going to surface to the top as the importance coming from the other board members? And you have a take in this too because you are part of that board. What do you want to focus on? For me, and this is kind of bigger than Wisconsin, 
But um, I had an individual tell me just the other day their milk check was $12.50 a hundred after trucking. So, you know, we're looking at, at milk prices, and, and that's the low. Mainly what I've been hearing is at $15, $16. But $15, $16 is, is not sustainable, I don't think, for any dairy farm in 2024. So, so that's a big issue. It's, it's much bigger than a, than a state issue by, by all means. But um, I've been reaching out to other states here, and, and hopefully after the annual meeting, a number of, we'll, we'll say, dairy states can sit down, have a discussion, and, and see if there's an interest in moving forward and, and at least just you know, taking a look and seeing if there's uh, what's out there for ideas that, that can potentially help the milk price. Uh, around the country, not just even in Wisconsin, but around the country. For our dairy farmers right now, that's a big thing. What do you think some of the other boards are going to come back with for their ideas? I think I think um, energy will will be close to the top. Of course, transportation is you know is always there. Our roads um, around the state uh, took a horrible beating this this last winter, um, so we know that that transportation is going to be big. I think energy on the, on the renewable side of things, you know, there's a better discussion if people are, you know, pro or, or against, you know, for or against solar or wind. Um, and that's a, you know, that's a tough one for anybody to tackle. But I think those are some of the conversations that, that we'll be having. And then we'll, like I said we'll, earlier, we'll just see what the board decides and, and where we head for priorities and, and where Wisconsin Farm Bureau wants to move forward on. Conversations are so important, whether it's at the board level or getting out to the legislators. And the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation has an event coming up, Ag Day at the Capitol. When is that, and what's that going to look like? Ag Day at the Capitol is January 31st. Um, Registration is open now until uh, the 25th of January at at a discounted rate, and then after that I think goes up $10. Uh, starts at registration starts at 11 meeting starts at 11:30 till uh, 2 2:30 and then I walk over to the capitol to see your local legislators uh, somewhere between 3 and 5 do attendees need to make their own appointments with their legislators they do not uh, staff has it set up with every has appointments with with their legislators uh, from around the state so those are already set or being set to meet with either your legislator or your legislator's staff um, and I think it's very important to understand that, you know, sometimes we worry that, well, we didn't get to talk to our assembly person, our state senator, but it is it is equally, if not even more important to talk to their staff because those are the boots on the ground people that are that are taking these calls and making the notes. So um, never, never feel bad if you don't get to talk to the elected official. As I said, it's equally important to talk to their staff. And the Wisconsin Farm Bureau has a meeting ahead of time to bring up some of the policies that are going to be on the table, per se. What do you think some of those policies are going to be talked about with the attendees and the legislators? I think this year, there again, the the Farm Bureau Health Plan is is at the top of the list. Um, We're close. As I said earlier, we we had a a meeting with the Assembly Committee uh, next Thursday. They're in front of the, the Senate Committee. So we'll say it's it's time now to, to make the push on health care. So that is really going to be our focus, to, to get the word out, get our people out to their legislators on both sides of the aisle and, and urge them to vote for something that our members need and want, but something that really is needed, in, uh, and especially in rural Wisconsin, I would say. It's always cool to talk to somebody that has some new ideas and 
getting things going to help out the farmers. And that was President the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation President, new president, Brad Olson. And I look forward to chatting with him again because he's really excited to keep us filled in here at on the station and at the farm show. And as we move along this morning, we do have Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock right here on the line. Temperature's a little bit different this week than last week, isn't it? Yeah, really different. So. Makes it a little sloppy sometimes on the roads, but... Yeah, it looks like it's going to be around for a while, too. Yep, and I actually was by your uh, by Premier Livestock yesterday on my way to Greenwood, and you are getting a few things in the lot. Yeah, yeah you should have stopped in. I, I didn't have time. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I had to go judge an FFA contest for uh, in Greenwood, so it's the first, oh. first round of stuff. So. All right, nice. But, well, what happened at the markets? Uh, thank you, Jill. Good morning, everyone. This is uh, yesterday, Monday's livestock auction shaped up. Uh, we sold 1,150 head of livestock. Fed cattle traded uh, steady, high choice, and prime Holstein fed steers, 146 to 157. Low choice and selects, 137 to 145. Choice beef up to 170. Market cows high yielding from 94 to $1.16. Many cows from 80 to 93. Market bulls high yielding from $1.05 to $1.19. Lower yielding and lightweight, 104 down. Organic market cows mostly 120 to 157. Organic cows sold Mondays and Tuesdays. Newborn Holstein bull calves stronger mostly from 250 to $595. Uh, beef calves uh, 350 all the way up to 755 so a $595 top on the Holsteins, 755 on the beef calves. Very strong markets. Holstein heifer calves, 200 and down. Today, Tuesday, uh, it's our special monthly dairy heifer auction. You can bring in your consignments right up to 10 o'clock a.m. this morning. Uh, we're selling open bread and springing heifers. We also have a nice run of feeder cattle to follow. And then tomorrow, Wednesday, 9.30 a.m., we have our hay and bedding auction, 11 o'clock a.m. dairy cattle auction. We're featuring 250 head of parlor freestall cows, some exceptional quality cows. Uh, got some exceptional Swiss cows off one dairy as well. Also, it's a customer appreciation day with a free lunch uh, that starts at 1030. View a full list of early consignments uh, at uh, premierlivestockandauctions.com. Uh, upcoming sales schedules, uh, detailed market reports there. Uh, 715-229-2500. Give us a call with your questions. Don't forget Large Farm Machinery Auction will be coming up March 15th, and that's how it shaped up, Joe. And I'm betting you're going to have a real busy day and a real busy week this week. Yeah, it does uh, crack the door open for people wanting to bring stuff a little warmer temperatures. So. Yep, a little easier to move around. I know you I betcha. Fewer layers. I always like that. Yep, no doubt. So. All right. Well, you have a great day. You too. Thank you. And that was Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Morgan McCarthy is in the house, and I believe she is ready with some news. Good morning, Morgan. Oh, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Starting locally, if you have your finger on the pulse of the local health care system, you likely have heard there's a big change to the landscape. HSHS and Prevea yesterday saying they're closing all of their hospitals and clinics in our area, and that does mean Sacred Heart in Eau Claire, St. Joseph's in Chippewa Falls, and Prevea clinics in Altoona, Menominee, Augusta, Cornell, Rice Lake, Ladysmith, all affected, as well as 1,400 people facing question marks about their future and jobs. The timeline for most of those closures is mid to late April, though Prevea may be 
maybe later into June. Full details online, 715newsroom.com. In other headlines, a teenager accused of killing Lily Peters will be tried in an adult court. An update from the judge in the case yesterday ruling the case will not be moved to juvenile court. Lawyers for the suspect, who was 14 years old at the time, wanted to keep the case out of adult court because of the suspect's age and because of the possibility of a life sentence. Peters was killed in April of 2022. It's not clear when her murder trial will actually begin. The case has been delayed this long because of a full court docket and because of that back and forth over which court would hear the case, though that's now been decided. On the political stage, it's D.C. and Air Force One putting wheels down in our area. President Biden comes our way on the heels of VP Harris making a visit, and that will likely be to talk about Blatnick Bridge. Superior on Thursday is the early call from the White House about when President Biden will be in Wisconsin to talk funding for that Blatnick Bridge project, and it comes after he authorized over a billion dollars to replace that bridge, and that connects Wisconsin and Minnesota. And the wheels on the bus go round and round and hope to move forward with a rideshare business. Eau Claire Transit Manager Ty Fadness said the Pilot Pass program would be on top of the city's regular bus service, and the idea would be to give people another option besides the city bus. You can find those details online with an easy click. Just stop at 715newsroom.com. And you feel pretty ambitious sometimes. You knocked a couple of things off the to-do list, and then there are twin brothers like this that make us think, oh. Devin and Dylan Lee are the top performing seniors in their Herrick High School graduating class in New Hyde Park. The 17-year-old fraternal twins GPAs separated by just six thousandths of a point. Devin, the valedictorian, will attend Cornell, while Dylan, the salutatorian, is set for Yale. Hmm. The twins are also volleyball champs, marathoners, and musicians. They're also humble, crediting their parents with their success, saying they didn't push them to get top grades, just to do their best. Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio, New York. But of course, some of the best life lessons don't happen in the classroom. They happen in the barn. Who needs a cap and gown when you have the Carhartts and the boots on? We better go back to get those chores done. Top of the class and best in show. It's Jill Wacky with your Midwest Farm Report. And we have Jerry Clark in the studio. Easier to get in this morning. Not what? cold out there. And you knew the door I code. I knew the door number. Yeah, that helps a lot. <laughs> and well, it was warmer. It, it was warmer. It's, it, you know, just one week, the difference in the temperature. Yeah, it just changes everyone's kind of outlook on things and uh, things work better. Yes. You can get around easier and those kind of things. So. I'll, I'll be able to start the tractor today because yeah. I need to kind of feed the cows. Yep, you don't see as many people with jumper cables out there as we did maybe last week. So yep. it's working pretty good. And uh, well, and Mike said the trend was warmer through the end of the month at least yeah so. that's gonna shorten winter up by quite a bit i know one couple of years ago february was our snowiest month and a lot of times march is too so we're definitely not out of the woods but it maybe shortens things a little bit yeah well one day closer to spring is the way i always that's, look that's, at it that's good outlook yeah so well shortening our winter we are keep talking but there's still a lot of events happening around the area it still is meeting season for our mm-hmm. farmers oh, yeah. and a lot of education stuff going on out there. What you got on the docket today? Yeah, I'll just uh, remind folks of a couple things this week. Uh, tom- uh, tomorrow is the kickoff for our grain marketing and crop insurance program. Uh, that's a, a comb- It's a hybrid program with um, uh, an online course as well as in person. But tomorrow will be our first in-person meeting in Menominee at the government center starting at 10 a.m. So if any farmers are interested in uh, or grain producers, marketers interested in uh, checking out the in-person program as well as uh, seeing if you're interested in the online program. We'll have our first meeting tomorrow at the Government Center in uh, Menominee, uh, right on Highway 12 as you come in on the east side of town. 
uh, starting at 10 o'clock. It'll go 10 to noon. It's pretty informal. We'll have a couple of presentations, some discussion, but then uh, a lot of input from the farmers as we work through some cost of production and risk management type of things first. And then as the series moves along, we'll get into more of the, the grain marketing practices and techniques and some of those uh, tools that are out there. And, and then, do you need to call ahead to register for this? Uh, ideally, you know, just so we have enough coffee and cookies, donuts, that kind of thing. But otherwise, we'll have enough materials, I think, for anyone. A lot of it's going to be electronic online. We'll have a few handouts. But, um, yeah, if you need to come in, uh, we'll we'll have room for, for those that are interested. So if you need to walk in, uh, that's fine. But uh, we would prefer a heads up uh, just for that purpose. And then Thursday, we do have our first pesticide applicator training program. will be in Augusta at the Bridge Creek Fire Station. And that'll start about 9 a.m. Uh, we'll do the exam uh, after lunch or after, uh, after the training program. So uh, that program kicks off. Uh, that'll be our first one in person tomorrow. And the pesticide applicator training has changed uh, where we'll just kind of facilitate, monet- uh, deliver that program, and then the exam in the afternoon. But most of it will be delivered uh, through electronic technology, and, and then we'll... Uh, provide the exam afterwards. Uh, The next one then will be in Bloomer on February 5th. So we're starting to get into that season of pesticide training. And then the last thing I just bring up is that our farm management program has the Cultivating Your Farm's Future program kicking off. Uh, They've got a series of these, or you could sign up for different uh, times, but the first one will be coming up here Wednesday, January 31st. Um, It's a Zoom program, again, electronic from 12 to 1.30 and that's for any businesses and farms that are looking at um, shaping their farm ownership, you know, any changes and things like that. So it's a way to get um, start thinking about your farm's future and uh, is there going to be a transfer to the next generation, these kind of uh, things to think about as you move down into that uh, retirement, transferring the farm, uh, bringing in the next generation, all of those kind of things. So it's basically to look at um, some ideas and, and get that multi-generational input of where the farm is headed, uh, if any farms or farm businesses are in those situations. Um, so it is a, a series. It is about a, it, it, The cost is $100 per farm. That's not per person. So if a farm is really interested in focusing on this series um, or in, in that transition phase, uh, this would be a great program to attend. And, uh, again, it's online. So it's pretty flexible that way, but uh, it is from noon to 1.30 uh, on January 31st. That'll be the first one that they kick off. And I know I talk to uh, a lot of times to the CVTC instructors about farms getting transferred over. Mm-hmm. And this can just give you a little guidance to do that. And I, can't, I always come back to adjustments can always be made. Mm-hmm. They're not set in stone, right? Right, correct. And this helps get the conversation started. If you're, if the if the uh, the the, first, the older generation or the ownership is ready to transfer, and the new generation is ready to step in, that's when you need to have those discussions because uh, all the parties need to be ready. That's part of this. Um, it also, you know, the bottom line saves a lot of dollars if you have these discussions, kind of have some guidance. Um, get a plan in place. Like you said, it doesn't have to be in stone. It just has to be somewhat of a plan. But it saves a lot of dollars when you've got the lawyer involved. So you can shorten up the time with the lawyer if everybody says, this is what we want to do, and here's how things land, equipment, cattle, whatever it's going to be, needs to be transferred, ownership, equity, however that looks. Um, that's what these programs can help with. They get them, the farm and the people ready 
And then when there is that legal part where this becomes final, um, it shortens that up. So in the bottom line, um, it does save on the legal fees because you don't have as much time tied up in the the discussion and those kind of things. You're able to do that uh, off the off the clock, so to speak. Well, and off the clock, and sometimes it's having that conversation and thinking about it, let it resonate a little mm-hmm. bit before you go back to the board. I think is pretty valuable too. Yeah, having that time to think about it. Um, there's probably you know that first one. There's a lot of anxiety a lot of times. Uh, who wants what? Who think you know? Sometimes things come out of left field that oh, I didn't know they were thinking that. And so it gets a lot of stuff on the table over is you know over time. And then when everyone's ready, these programs help with that guidance that can get get things ready uh, for that legal uh, step. Well, always good to hear from you, Jerry and. Always busy up in your office. I always see that and a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, we're trying to, you know, with Dunn Chippewa and Eau Claire County, we're keeping things happening. So we appreciate you popping in once in a while and, and visiting with us. Thanks for the support, Jim. Absolutely. And that was Jerry Clark. And we're going to start heading right in over to our markets. And I've got Hot Eman from Sparta ready to rock and roll. Fed cattle selling steady today with the yielding choice beef steers and heifers 173 to 180 choice and select beef steers and heifers 162 to 172 beef and dairy cross steers 145 to 167 high yielding choice Holstein steers 148 to 155 choice and select Holstein steers 137 to 147 with unfinished steers heifers and heavy steers a dollar to a dollar 36. Call market steady quality beef slaughter cows up to a dollar twenty. The high yielding slaughter dairy cows eighty five to a dollar. Cutters and utilities thirty nine to eighty four with low yielding and canner cows thirty eight cents and down. Organic market today with the results from our January twenty second sale. The softer market with the high yielding slaughter organic cows one thirty to one fifty thin and small organic cows ninety to one twenty nine with the organic steers and heifers one forty to one sixty. Bull market steady. Most bulls bringing ninety seven to one twelve with the thin full and bulls over twenty two hundred pounds discounted at ninety six cents and down. Calves sold by the pound today with a steady market. The quality Holstein bull calves bringing two seventy to four twenty. Quality Holstein heifer calves fifty cents to dollar twenty five. Quality beef bulls five to seven dollars. Quality beef heifers four fifty to six fifty. In the light and poor quality calves ten cents to eight dollar per pound. Just a reminder: our next sale will be Wednesday. January 24th, starting at 10 a.m. with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hutt Eamon at Equity Livestock and Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Well, thank you, Hutt, for that update. And I've got Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford on the line. What a difference a week could make in that temperature out there. Isn't that something? Just think about that. we got 28 degrees air temperature. I don't think there's much of a wind chill, but... Last week, a week ago, when we were talking, it was, what, uh, 10 below zero with about a 15-mile-an-hour wind. So basically looking about a 45- to 50-degree temperature swing. Isn't that something? That is something. One week to the next here in Wisconsin. Yep, and a big storm in the Midwest uh, today. Going a lot of rain uh, along the Mississippi and the Ohio River valleys. And I was looking, uh, southern Wisconsin is getting some mixture of something. So... I don't think it's going to get up this way, though, is it? I didn't sound like it. Just going to be cloudy today. Well, we're used to clouds. So. Oh. Anyway, in the meantime, Jill, we'll tell the folks about how the sale went yesterday. Absolutely. All right, Jill, thank you. And good morning, everyone. A summary from yesterday, Monday, here at Equity Stratford. A very busy Monday. Uh, 
Uh, warmer weather, a larger run of livestock yesterday. Markets are pretty much fully steady yesterday on the cows. High yielding fleshy Holstein cows in yesterday's auction were selling from 95 to 107. Most of the cows that we sold yesterday, the majority of those cows selling between 72 and 95. Those thinner cows, plainer cows, $70 and below. Uh, organic cattle will be sold this morning, so we'll have an update on those tomorrow. Uh, bulls yesterday, better quality bulls are selling from 95 to 110, lighter bulls 90 and below. Fed cattle, uh, we'll have an update on those later in the week. Most of our fed cattle will be sold on Wednesday's auction. Calf market, very, very strong yesterday. Uh, very good calf market, good quality Holstein uh, bull calves weighing 90 to 130 pounds, selling mostly from 200 to $550, up to $590 on the Holstein bull calves, folks. Uh, good demand. Again, um, buyers are pretty selective, though. You know, these not a real big demand for these real lightweight calves, but very strong demand on the good quality bull calves. Heifer calves yesterday, mostly from 75 up to 260 Better demand on those. The beef calves are just up in the air here. It is amazing. Good quality Holstein. Good quality beef and beef cross calves yesterday, mostly from 300 to 750. Fancy beef calves, and a lot of them from 750 up to a top of 800. So, Joe, when your uh, when your cows are getting ready to drop the calves, boy, you got to be out there, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah, we move we we winter them in one area, and then we move them over to calve in another area, and yeah, they can and, uh, go through the shed and stuff. So. We are out there, and it's very keep keep on top of what we need to do. That's for sure. Yeah, especially the prices. Well, and in the meantime, our Tuesday auction here in Stratford does start this morning at ten o'clock. Hay and bedding auction. We do have large squares of second crop available today. Eleven o'clock, we will sell the market cattle, and as I mentioned. Organic market cattle will be sold today along with conventional cattle. Also, a special item for the sale today here on at Stratford, we do have a large consignment of started uh, started calves, started Holstein calves. They're going to weigh from about 140 to 180, and these are alpha milk. So good opportunity to buy some of these good quality started calves. That will be part of the auction here today in Stratford. Don't forget tomorrow our feeder auction. Uh, Feeder cattle auction tomorrow does start at 1230. Uh, market auction in the morning. Uh, also said, also sell sheep, hog, and goats tomorrow and baby calves. So, uh, Jill, that's how things are looking over here in Stratford. Uh, all right, Jill, have a nice day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. It's time for our last look at markets here on the Farm Show. With the rain in the southern U.S. and the dry Argentina, there's been some... Oh, positive effects on a bunch of the grain markets. Corn for March is up a penny and a half to 447. March oats is at 372 down 6 cents. March soybeans are 1227 up 2 and a half cents and our March soybean meal is $357 a ton up a dollar. And our March wheat is up 2 and a half cents to 599. And our country elevator prices, Golden Plump in Arcadia is at 415. For their corn, Baldwin, 382 and 1142. Chippewa Falls and Connersville, 381 and 1154. Duran, 377 and 1132 for the beans. Mondovi, 382 for corn and 1137 for beans. Elmwood, 387 and 1142. Fall Creek, 377 for corn and 1132 for beans. Asio, 392 and 1142 Elk Mound 387 and 1149 Sparta 393 for corn and 1138 for beans Ellsworth 
372 and 1137, Loyal 387 and 1138, Arcadia 401 for corn and 1148 for beans at our ethanol plants, Boyceville 404, Stanley 407 for corn and New Richmond 402, and our cheese markets, Barrels 146 and three quarters, no change from yesterday, 40 pound blocks 150 up a five and a half cents. Gray double A butter, no change from yesterday, sitting at two fifty four and a half. And our class three milk futures, January fifteen twenty one, up three cents. February up a dime to fifteen eighty nine. March sixteen thirteen up four cents. April down eight cents to sixteen seventy two. May seventeen forty three down four cents. And that is mixed market through the end of the year. And today, right outside our back door, we are sitting right at 30 degrees, and we're only and we're going to make it up to 33. So holding steady temperatures, and middle 30s for the next week it looks like, but some cloudy skies out there for our weather. And that's what I have for the farm show for this Tuesday morning. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other's. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.